We want to welcome you back to a new season of One Times One. I'm Rob. And I'm Sue. And we are the Parkers. Welcome back, everyone. It's good to be back. We took a little hiatus, but we are we are back. Yes, and we're going to do a couple of things today. But first, we have our non-sponsored sponsor. Who is our it? Our non-sponsored sponsor is Yeti Travel Mugs. We love yes. our Yetis. We have multiple yetis yes and all different shapes <laughs> sizes, sizes forms bags, different uses coolers, yes you name it we have it so so it is good to be back for the second season and yes we did take a little hiatus why don't we talk about why we haven't filmed since june um nothing detrimental but just because of different reasons so why don't you share with us i think it's probably the number one reason was we said we need a little uh family time, a break. We're going to rest. We had a busy year last year. So we said, let's rest and, and let's start out, you know, in September and then, um, September hit and uh, COVID didn't go away. October. Newsflash. Um, so it got a little crazy and busy and, and, uh, we really were going to start over the holidays. We said, you know what, let's just start in the beginning of the year. So, yeah. And it's been a little bit of a journey because at the end of June, we finished strong. We did 14, I believe 14 episodes, Mm -hmm. like weekly, regularly, we want to take a little time off, wanted to regroup, think about different things we're going to talk about. And then life just got in the way and we were exhausted. And yeah. so now what, what what better opportunity? And when you look at like different shows, I mean, think about the show, This Is Us. It seems like they literally take off like six months before they air the next season. So the anticipation is so high. It's so high. So high. So we are, we have a lot to do. Yes, you guys are all probably dying for yeah, this again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so here's what we're going to do. Our, our topic today is looking back to move forward. So it is January 2022. And one of the things that we really want to use one times one for is for couples, you couples out there that really want to, to strengthen your marriage, sharpen your marriage, really fine tune your relationship. And so this, this really podcast is for a bunch of different people, people in relationship, people that want to be in relationship, people that are, are married and really diving into what's next. And we know that when we went through premarital counseling almost, yeah, 25 years ago, that we didn't have the best premarital. And so we really look ago. at how we handle couples and mentoring them and really leading them in the direction of marriage, we take it very, very serious. So that's why we're doing one times one. So here's what we want to do. We want to look backwards at the year 2021 and talk about different things because this is what we do as a couple. We talk about our highs, we talk about our lows, we talk about our strengths, we talk about our weaknesses, and we don't bring these up as a form of frustration or guilt or or even avoidance. We bring them up to say, what have we done really, really good? And what are the things that we need to really sharpen in our life as individuals and as a couple? So what we're going to do is we're going to start by both of us sharing four highs, and then we're going to talk about four lows, and then we're going to give you some pointers how to do this exercise together as a couple. So right? we do this as a family. This yep. has become our, our little, uh, what do you call it? Our, our ritual. It's yeah. our ritual as a family. So no matter who's at the dinner table, we do highs and lows. Yeah. We have to have some uh, rules because lows can't be about anyone at the table because yes. that causes a little bit of Especially stress with for teenagers. a while. It turns um, into a little bit of a fight. And that's like a big joke amongst them, but it has really been a great way to encourage each other, to be in each other's lives because you know um, it's a safe place. You know, we, No one can make fun of you for your low or your high, but it's been a really fun thing to kind of do with our kids. So... Um, and we've been doing this for years. years. We, we actually yeah. learned this from 
that movie uh, years ago. I forget the title of the movie. We'll, we we'll, did? Yeah, we learned this from a movie uh, before we had kids. And then we started implementing no it into our lives. I yeah, thought we were the originators. We weren't of the it. originators. Yep, we weren't the originators. And I remember watching this movie when before we had Brandon, and the couple talked about highs and lows with their kids, and um, it's a way for us to stay connected. And we're at the point with our children that if we don't bring up highs and lows, they bring it up. They bring it up because our lives get busy, and sometimes we don't want to hear each other's highs and lows. We just want to eat. Yeah. The truth is our kids have gotten into the habit, the discipline, the rhythm of highs and lows. So, Sue, let's start with you. Give us a high. We're going to go back and forth. We're going to do three or four each, and then we'll uh, go to lows. So what's a high for the year? So the summer was a high. Um, Rob took off some real time from work. Um, I am a school nurse, so I have summers off. So that's a high right there. But uh, we had some really good family time. I think that was we went away uh, – where did we go? Vermont. It's the only place we ever go. It's the only place like. we ever go. It's our, it's our and rest. And all of our Vermont friends, we love you. You live in the greatest state in America. We've made friends in Vermont now. Yes. Truthfully. <laughs> like, we're there so much. We're like the regulars. And the best um, is no one believes us until you. they come with us to the Vermont. They're like, wow, your stories are really true. It's true. True yeah. stories. So uh, Vermont was really, it was a restful week. We had a, a good eight days of rest, um, really unplugging after a busy busy uh, springtime and all of our kids got to come not all together uh, I don't think they even were there at all together no there was different increments of who could come when but it was really um, just a good time of laughing eating having fun together um, and then we got some time alone on that the end of it uh, we got to go away another time like yep. we've had a, a good just you know um, time of being able to just detox from the year that we had. I feel like that's good. I, I would say a high is I'm going to start with more of the lighter highs. Then we'll get to the heavier highs. Uh, mine was really just our walks. Just we are. I love our walks. We, we've talked about it in other episodes, but we had a good year. Uh, I tried those new shoes called on clouds. I bought a new <laughs> pair last January. They're and, sponsored next week. <laughs> and, and, and the best part is, is that we walk so much that I basically went through the first pair in three months. And I'm like, I paid 125 bucks for walking shoes. I never spend that much money on walking shoes. And I and I reached out to them. And they said, yeah, if you've put between three to 500 miles on these shoes, they're going to wear out. And so I had to get new on clouds every okay. like three to four months. Time out. When you say walking shoes, it makes it sound like we're 70. I bought walking shoes. Our cross shoes. trainers. Our cross trainers. Please. I mean. Yeah, but okay. it was my, my high was like we'd either laugh. We would either have discussion, which means we were in a fight, or we would pray. And so people I bet you people could tell who were driving by <laughs> which one we were in. Yes. Right? Mostly laughing, mostly praying. But there were those moments when I just kind of wanted to walk a little faster than you. But mm -hmm. it was usually my problem. So what's another high? Um, well, I mean, this is a really big one. We... Um, we are going to be grandparents. Woo! Becky and Pedro are having um, a baby girl. Yeah. In April. You go, Pedro. So that's uh, really exciting. Um, let's reiterate: grandparents are just a name that are used. It doesn't yep. mean you're old. We're still in our forties, so yep. we're young grandparents. Um, but it's really exciting. It was it was a huge surprise, um, and but we couldn't be happier. So that's huge. Yeah, they have a lot of changes coming up in their life, and one of the things that we were really hoping for was that before some major changes, they would have children. Yep. And so we are excited. What's, what's going to be your name? 
Mimi. Mimi? Mimi. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And I'm going to be called Pops. Keep it nice and simple. What's up, Pops? Um, so very, very excited. Sounds like Bugs Bunny. Yeah, there was like a yeah. Okay, anyway, Mimi and Pops. Mimi and Pops. Um, for me, my second high was Ben, my son Ben. Um, so Ben didn't go to away his freshman year. He was supposed to go to Palm Beach Atlantic, which is down in Florida. He wanted to go down there to be near the beach to surf to do all the things that you do at a at a beach college university. Um, but the pandemic kept him home, and it was a tough year last year. But he really came to the end of last year and he said, I, I want to stay around home. Um, I don't want to go to school away from home during the pandemic. It's just, it's too frustrating. The masks, the situations. And we've just had a, have had an amazing year with Ben. Um, a highlight was, no joke, three days ago. I'm working from home, I'm doing some brainstorming for the future uh, this, this next year. And he calls me up. He's like, hey, dad, you want sushi? And I'm like, sure. And he brought me home sushi. And so we've just had a blast. We've had a real Why blast. Why has he never together. offered to bring me coffee? Well, we work. do like this once a week kind of like uh, spontaneous get together. So, so I've really enjoyed my child living home during his college years. What's another high? Okay, so moms never have favorites, nor do dads, but um, all of our children watching them grow. I don't yeah. want to specifically say one. Um, because so now I look like a jerk. No, no, I'm not saying that. <laughs> I mean, I was just joking with you, but no, but all of our children, um, watching their growth this year, I feel yeah. like COVID is a very, um, difficult time. And we'll go into that when we talk about our lows, but the high would be watching our kids kind of go through some stuff and coming out better on the other side, dealing with some issues, overcoming some stuff, really doing a lot of self-reflecting when you're in more, you self-reflect more. Yep. Right. And I think that that's what we're noticing with our children, each one of them with a struggle, whether it was something personal or something that they struggle with, with someone else or with themselves and that it really, they really have shown huge growth. So I think that's a huge high for me. Yeah. I would say another high. And, um, I think it's good to reiterate. We do not have our favorites ever, right? ever. Um, another high for me was, and this is more of a serious one. Um, this was a, a year of really sharpening my character. Um, we went for a walk before the pandemic hit and um, I almost started weeping. Like I could like get a little emotional now because I knew that things were just, I felt it in my gut. Things were gonna really change over the next couple of years. And if we're honest, there's gonna be some things that never go back to normal, what normal once was. And our first year during COVID, I didn't get one day off. I didn't get one day off. I was exhausted, exhausted. Everyone's like, take a day, take a day. But when you're a pastor, you're always on. But this past year with all like the restarting things and re-entry to different gatherings and people, um, I had a lot of leadership moments, a lot of character um, moments of having to have hard conversations, making some really big leadership decisions that some people were not going to like and others people were going to like. And I had to make the right decision. I think the biggest leadership point that I've made is the importance of objective leadership. Um, subjective leadership means I make decisions based around my opinions. Objective leadership means I'm making decisions what's best for everybody. And I really feel like that's been a real sharpening of my character is the idea of God is using this pandemic to really tighten up my leadership 
and being the man that I'm called to be, even in the midst of everything going on. And that's a real high. Now, there's a flip side to that high, which is low, but I'll talk about that later. What's, what's one more high? Um, I guess if I had to say one more high would be we got away by ourselves, teachers' convention. We notoriously go away every teachers' convention <laughs> to Vermont. Um, but we really didn't think we were going to go this time. I, I was a little concerned. It was going to be a last-minute thing, just making sure everyone was healthy in our own home, um, not knowing if it was safe to go. We're both with jobs that we feel like we really can't get sick or can try to avoid as much as we can. And we went, and it definitely looked different in a lot of ways, but we had a great time of just really being together. I feel like it... Yeah. Um, we didn't do a heck of a lot. We needed it, but we, we needed just to be. But we had, you know, lots of laughing, lots of movies, lots of eating, lots of fun time together. So that was that was a high. Okay. Good. Um, I think one more high was this past holidays. Um, we just had, with all the different COVID, not being able to get together with everybody, we just had some good moments. There was a lot of moments, a lot of laughter. I remember I was playing ping pong with Luke. And um, I was just joking around with him, just being stupid and we harassing one another and just laughing. It was so good during the holidays um, to laugh. And so it's been nice to have laughter, even in the midst of everything going on in our homes, to just um, belly laugh with your kids. That was that was really important. We have like seasons in our family and it's ping pong season. It's ping pong season. And it's like, you know, it's like the sports seasons. This is like our family this is our ping, ping pong. pong season. Rob actually had um tennis elbow. Yes, we call it ping, ping pong, pong elbow last year. Yep. Um but we joke cuz like, you know, there's certain kids who maybe aren't as good and um yep. but then they like happen to be home more during this season so they practice their serve by themselves yep. and it's just been a little like it's very competitive. I really can't play because I'm like the joke. It's okay. When you hit the ball, you jump. You I do jump. like a bunny hop. But it's like it, it's yeah. like how I play, you know. So in our garage, we have a scoreboard. There's over a hundred and fifty something wins in the midst of the three of us. That I mean, are we legit have our own paddles. Yes. So that means that since November, over three hundred games of ping pong have been played. And that's not including the ones that we never scored. Okay. So that's a lot of ping pong in a matter of two months. You could tell who has anger issues because their paddle always breaks. Yep, yep. So. That's not mine. That's one of the boys, but we won't say his name. And then right. I have to share with someone because that person's not here all the time. It's just yes, kind of unfair. Yep. I mean, anyway. Yep. Good. So why are we talking about highs? I know and you know that our temperament is always to fix, to always kind of deal with stuff to always want to make things better and we have had to learn to celebrate we've had to learn to celebrate so even the other night we just had a had a really good day and we got sushi as a way to celebrate um i really learned to celebrate from my buddy omar niebles he said rob you're so good at so many different things but you're really bad at celebrating you need to learn to celebrate so the reasons we talk about highs so much is because we need to learn to celebrate the good things that are going on in our life. Because at times there are seasons when it's hard to see anything good and you get stuck in all the negativity. So that's why we're bringing up our highs first. So we've talked about our highs. Let's talk about the lows for 2021. 
So I hate it always to be about COVID, but it, it really is uh, related to COVID, pretty much all of my lows. Um, being a school nurse during a pandemic, especially during COVID, has been a nightmare. So I would say that that is a real low for me. Um, I have worked every day. I work my school day. I come home and then I work many hours at yep. night working just a little bit ago. It's a Saturday. Yes, you're averaging about four hours at night. Yeah. So um, it, it is time consuming. It's wearing. It is. That goes with a lot of other lows, which I'll get into. But um, that would be my low, that this is just not gone yet. And we're still dealing with it. And it's worse than last year, truthfully. I, w- I would say a big low for me is really sitting back and evaluating relationships. Um, I've noticed that more than ever, again, over the last two years, just the healthy people in your life and the unhealthy people in your life. And we've really talked about who are the people that bring life to us and the people that really don't. And as a minister, I love everybody. Like, that's my job. That's my role. And and deep down, I actually really see the best in everybody. But there have been some points over this past year that I've really questioned some of the relationships I have with people. I've really wondered, like, why do they they talk to people or myself the way they do? Why are they so aggressive? Why are they so... And and I've had to come to a place, and I would say over the last really couple years, of saying... Yes, I'm going to minister to everybody, but the people that I invite into our life, I need to really reevaluate. And that's been very, very difficult for me. Not that I would ever cut off a relationship, but being honest enough saying, am I really going to invest in that relationship? And that's been very, very painful. I'll say I've, I've actually have felt pain in my soul over some relationships that I've had to say, this is unhealthy. I think um, going, you know, it's like a two-part, my next low, if I had to really kind of do it, it would be the condition of my heart and attitude toward people. And I feel like this has, um, this pandemic in general has brought about a lot of emotions for many people. I mean, we know that our numbers of depression and from isolation and, you know, um, self-harm is an all-time high. I mean, especially amongst teenagers and, and young adults we we see that i mean this is this is really yeah really, we're in trouble we're, we're in trouble we're going to see the benefits yeah, not the benefits we're going to see the effects of this yeah. for years to come yeah. but i think um my own heart if i had to like look at my own low is like how i'm so i don't like i expect people just to disappoint i'm a rule follower i want to follow the rules i want to get rid of this pandemic so i want to do everything we have to do that we know works and when I see people not do it, I get frustrated and angry. And it's actually like all consuming, like to the point that like I talk about it a lot. Right. Is that safe to say? Like my yeah, frustrations about people yep. and not even specific, just people in general. But um, it's it's all consuming. So that's right. I've noticed like when I get I'm almost like this is a word that Rob says I use a lot. And he's like, what does that word mean? I perseverate on it. I, I kind of focus perseverate. on it. So, perseverate. I focus on it so much because I'm so frustrated at it that it it causes like this, it morphs into this big thing. And it's really, it's not good for my yeah. emotional being. It turned from anxiety to anger. Yeah. It went from anxiety yep. to anger. Yeah, that's good. I think another negativity is really um, social media, the phone. I 
purposely have mine here to just show you like like the whole idea of the cell phone has really frustrated me to see how society our culture i mean i look at devices and they can be such great tools but it's been exhausting to watch people just be so aggressive on social media and it's not just the people it's it's really our society i mean the lines are so divided it's 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 us versus them or them versus us. And, and really to the point that this whole idea of a cancel culture is so real. And just talking with one of my kids today, they were talking about one of their friends who, who shares nothing with anybody until they get on social media. And on social media, they start sharing their life stories, but, but nobody know, really knows the intimacy of who they are. And so for me is I've just been so frustrated because it's so easy to pick this up and waste time. And I can honestly say I'll walk in the house sometimes just so angry. Like, I don't want people to text me. I want them to call me. Like, and, and I'm, a, I'm the worst texter. It's not because I'm 49 years old. It's because I want to hear someone's voice. He like actually will get a text from someone. He'll call them and they don't answer. And he's like, why don't they answer? I'm like, because they don't want to talk. They don't want to talk. They just want to text. Yep. And he doesn't yep. understand that. And there's a skit by Kay and Peel about the whole idea of text messaging and messing it up. And it's true. Like we don't see the real expressions. If you like, you always use an exclamation point. Yeah. And I hate it because I'm like, she's mad at me. No, like, it's like, it's like, like, oh my goodness. Yeah, explanation. Like, not everything's an exclamation. Okay. Exclamation point. <laughs> it's not that is. exciting. I my just life wonder if you're going to be home in an hour, but I'm joking. Yes. I'm joking around. Yes. I'm going to be home in an hour. The truth is like, I've seen how social media, even just recently, like how people will have conversations with me. Like, Relationships are being like severed either by Facebook, Instagram, um, text messaging, social media, where people are really, and it's painful. Well, like, you know, just to Why true... can't we all get along? Like, I know it sounds stupid, <laughs> but like, we are literally picking sides. And, and on like the flip side to that, just to talk with our own personal life, like since I am doing so much of this COVID stuff and contact tracing, I'm, you know, looking right now, I have an email from someone at school and I'm on it all the time. All and the he time. even called me out this week and he really challenged me. You know, I even joked about it at work this week that like my husband's like, get off the phone, stop doing your work. You know, like it's, it's too much. It's, yep. it's, it's affecting us even. Yep. What's another low? Um, so I shared the highs about our kids and that's, you know, it's always good to share your highs first so you can, not focus on or perseverate on the lows, but um, our kids have had a rough six months, yep. each one for a different reason, I think. Um, one of our kids really had some medical stuff and it's been very difficult to watch them go through that. Um, you know, the, the pandemic's affected all of our kids in a different way. Uh, you know, new anxieties, new fears, new things that they didn't even know kind of were there. But um, one of our kids had some medical issues in the past couple months. And, you know, I always say the saying and I mess it up. You're only as a mom, your mama's heart. You're only as happy as your happiest kid. And when one of your kids is not happy, that's pretty much the level of happiness that you have because um, you're hurting for them. You know, it's like a pain that no one can even describe. And I've really felt that and trying to figure out for me personally what that looks like to to rise above that to love your other children, to be able to be present in their life, to be able to be a wife, to be able to be um, 
you know, in our ministry together, to be able to be at work, to be able to be there for families that need me at work. But in the, in the meantime, in this place here, because I'm watching one of my kids struggle. So that's been a huge, yeah. huge deal for me these past couple of months. Yeah, it has been. And again, the flip side is, is we've, I feel like we've had better conversations with our kids. Totally. Um, deeper conversations. I think my, my final low is this, um, is watching people, like watching loss. Um, I remember back in like last January, having to go to a couple funerals, do a couple funerals. Um, I've had to do several funerals. I have to actually do one tomorrow. And even for tomorrow's funeral, like it's not gonna be a normal funeral. There's, there's limitations on what people are doing or who's gonna show up. And it's been painful to watch people hurt. It's been painful that we can't mourn the way that we're supposed to. And so, so much of our life right now is just plugging through to get out of something that feels that we're never going to get out of. And so my heart has just been hurting and full of pain. I mean, we've seen people go through some really tough stuff this year and we've had sleepless nights. I mean, we've wept. We've wept over other people's loss or circumstances. And so seeing other people's loss or, or walking through people with their pain um, has been hard, harder than normal. I mean, yeah. I was already a crier, but I feel like I'm crying more than ever. I mean, we were watching Cobra Kai last night, the last episode it of is season the, four. It's not even it's a, the stupidest yeah. show ever, but it just draws you in to just the... The, the the craziness of Karate Kid. And we're like both like, I feel like I'm going to cry. We actually went and watched the original <laughs> Karate Kid after Cobra Kai because we had to relive it. I mean, yes, yes. That's, and we almost cried then. Yeah. But like it's it's been very painful, like genuinely painful. I had to, you know, bury someone that I grew up with. That was painful. Like, and I'm still not over it. Like, I'm still not over a certain things that are going on in people's lives. And I'm like, why am I adopting it? It's because it's the reality of what's going on in our world. And so we need to have the ability to, to look back, to move forward. We need to be able to look at all the highs, celebrate the highs, but then really look at the lows. What are the things that we can sharpen? What are the things that we really want to to kind of reorient. Like that's how you thing, grow, right? That's how you that's grow. That's how you grow is looking back and saying, what what can I do different? Yeah. What can I how can I see growth? Yep. So here's what I want us to do. I want us to give you some advice of how to take time to really process through your highs and lows together. How do you as a couple do this so that this becomes a rhythm? in your life. Again, this is a rhythm in our kids' life. It's a rhythm in our life. And we don't do it so that we can do this kind of stuff. We've done it because we need it. Our kids need to be able to see that every single day, every single year, there's a high as well as a low. So what's your, your first point of advice? I think the most important thing is to carve out the time. I think we need to really, it, life is busy for everybody, not just for us, for everybody listening. Um, it's easy to go through the motions, you know, you kind of get into the rhythms, you come home, you cook dinner, you eat, eat dinner, you do this, you do that. But it's really important to carve out time to have those conversations 
whether it's um, going out to eat, whether it's once a week, whether it's going for walks, whether it's um, over a cup of coffee, you know, going to bed early one night to be able to talk, but it's carving out that time. Good. I think another thing is too, is in that carving out that time that you make it a special event that you have to celebrate. Everybody has something they can celebrate. So for me, figuring out my lows is a lot easier than my highs. So my advice is make sure that when you do talk about your highs and lows, that you have a moment of celebration. And there are two ways to do highs and lows. There's the regular rhythm of highs and lows, but also it's that, that hey, we ended 2021. Let's look at it for this past year. What's another one? I think it's very important, and this was a good, um, we had this actually happen this week, that you're able to understand that the low, like if someone's saying their lows, like Rob was sharing a low, um, it actually had to do with me and, and not, you know, he was very wonderful about it, but it was something that he was frustrated with. And, and I was definitely a cause of that, um, to be able to take it and not get defensive. And that's, I think that's very important. That is a sign of growth for me. And it was a sign of growth for you just to be able to even say that, you know, feel safe enough to say that. So be able to accept, um, what the person's saying to you. Good. I think another thing that's that's really important is to write it down. I think it's really important to write it down. I think you need to be able to, to pen and paper it or text it to yourself, whatever you want to do. That way you see them right in front of you. That it's just not back and forth. Like we're, we're doing what we, we do, but writing them down. And that's something we're going to talk about next week. We're going to talk about life planning for 2021 but writing them down, penning them down so that you can literally see both highs and both lows in each other's lives. Is there anything else that you wanted to share or is those the main thing? Well, that we I talked think about? that's the main thing, but also like with that though, I mean, you can text it or whatever, but really get off technology. Yep. There should be a time when you have that time together that you're off technology. Actually for Christmas, I got Rob part of his stocking this book called the adventure challenge yep. and it's like a workbook and you it's like a scratch off like a you know you take a coin and scratch it off and it gives you something to do so it would be a great time there's like different you know you million different things to do some of them they give you like what it is like this is going out this is staying in this is but um and then you take a picture you're supposed to take like a little polaroid and put it in the book so i think that's like a you know having those moments where you're technology free, you're careless free, and just doing that, like having fun together. Yep. Good. So let me recap. So what's, what's our advice? One, carve out a time, carve out an hour to an hour and a half to go to dinner, coffee, or when the kids are in bed. Two, sit down and be very, very deliberate. Write them down, your highs and your lows. And then three is be honest and be vulnerable. I'll never forget the first time we ever done the, we ever did this, not done this, did this. <laughs> it was year one of our marriage. And Sue comes into our tiny little kitchen and she's like, tell me your high for the first year of marriage. It was marriage. our anniversary. <laughs> it was our anniversary. Like, Let's tell me, clarify. Tell me your high for the first year of marriage. And do you remember what I said? Yes. What did I say? No, you can say it. Go I ahead. I said, I've realized 
how selfish of a human being I am. And she's like, what? It's not that we get to live together and we're, we're able to enjoy every moment. It's been the best year of my life, these, like, honey. The best year You're of my life. the best thing is, ever. every day I get to wake up and see you. I said, I said, those are all other highs, but my greatest high is realizing like how selfish I am and how God is using you to sharpen this really dull sword. Oh, you really were dull after that, dull trust me. Sword. And so she couldn't hear it. So if you're going to be vulnerable and honest with one another. Now I could hear that yes, stuff. Now but you it's can taken hear me that years. Stuff, but, but really let the person share because it really, I mean, think, think fast forward. What happened yesterday from the first time that I shared something to yesterday and the maturity that we have both grown in, the temperament of me and the response by you. And so it's really important. Set, si set, set a time, write it down, and be Don't vulnerable. Don't set sides. No, there's no sides. No, no set the time. <laughs> yeah. Write it down and be extremely honest and vulnerable. And, and do this. Allow this to be a time to celebrate. And so afterwards, the last thing is celebrate. Celebrate that this is the first year of a new discipline in your life. So looking back to move forward, we want to thank you for joining us for season two, episode one. I'm Rob. And I'm Sue. And we're the Parkers. Have a great week, everyone. <laughs>